Hello and welcome to the Rose Ed Show. A quick disclaimer before we start. Um, we planned on doing one episode, getting Jude and Harrison on as guests, but it turned out to be a one hour 40 discussion. So we have split it into two episodes. So even though for the first one, although we will mention Jude will be coming on, he will actually be on the later episode that we release. But anyways, enjoy the podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Rose Edge Show on the 14th of May 2021. Joining with me today is the infamous Jack Cholton. Jack, how are you doing, mate? Hello, player. I'm very good, thank you. And um, we've got no Michael Illot today, as you may be able to tell, since I am doing the hosting. He is off sorting out a situation in his flat, I heard. Yeah, I heard that. It is, it's, um, it's not to do with that at all, but he is missing. It's just the two of us for a while. But we have got a few special guests joining us later. Harrison Courtney and Jude Richards will be talking to us about Southampton and Spurs a bit later on in the show. But for now, it is just me and Jack from TikTok. Yeah. And we're going to be st- <laughs> we're going to be going straight into it and talking about the game last night, Manchester United Liverpool. Jack, you watched the game with me. What were your thoughts on it, son? I I just feel like Liverpool completely deserved to win the game, and I feel like we we yeah. touched on it before the podcast started. Pogba, no, not Pogba. McFred, Fred and McTominay were just terrible. They were shocking, weren't they? They were absolutely terrible. They were absolutely awful. Um, the same happened. We were lucky to get through versus Roman the other week in Europa. Discussed it a little bit last week. McFred, they were at fault for one of the goals. I think it was Crisante who hit home. A bit. I think it was him. He hit home an absolute beauty. It may have been someone else. I may be wrong there, but I think that that did come from Fred losing it. And again, a goal last night came from yeah. Fred losing the ball. And it's it's become an occurrence. that's just you know it's happening way too often. I think. And I fully agree with you. Liverpool deserve to win the game. 100%. We were we were poor. We 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 did play well the first half. We did dominate proceedings, but we got what we deserve. We didn't defend well from set pieces. You know, I think. What do you think? I think we're missing Harry Maguire a lot. Hundred percent. I was just about to mention that. And yeah, I mean, two, the first two goals came from set pieces, and especially the second one at the back post for, for uh, Firmino. I felt that was really poor really uh, defending, poor, and I yeah. feel like, especially with the first one as well, when you've got Maguire in there. Does Henderson need to come out and punch that? Yeah, exactly, because Maguire yeah. is so so good in the air. He's one of the best in the in Europe in the air. Oh, for sure. And yeah. if he was on the pitch, maybe you don't concede those two goals. Yeah, I 100% agree. I mean, you look at Maguire's stats this season. I think he ranks first for United in terms of interceptions, in terms of passes completed, and in terms of aerial duels won. And I think it's not just his ability in the air. It's, it's the leadership that he has. 100% captain. Although he is. He, yeah. is a, he is a captain. And although he gets a lot of flack saying you know, Bruno Fernandes should be captain, and I agree Bruno Fernandes is a very good leader, but I think Maguire is a fantastic captain. Yeah. And he's, he's a great organiser of the team. And I know we have been poor on set pieces generally. I think a lot of that is down to having players like Lindelof who aren't particularly area dominant compared to a lot of players in the Premier League. But I think Maguire does offer does offer an extra bit of um an extra bit of quality when defending set pieces that we really lacked last night. Hundred percent. And on Tuesday as well against Leicester, which we'll touch on after, because we've conceded we've conceded six goals in two own games. Jesus. And um without Maguire. And before that we conceded six in our last eleven Premier League games. <sighs> so I think it just shows Maguire's importance. I know he I know he does get a lot of stick. I was having a conversation with an Arsenal fan yesterday and he says that um, he says that Rob Holding's a better player than I am. Oh, um, <laughs> that just sums up Arsenal fans to a T, though, doesn't yeah, it? it? Jesus, it's, it's, it's an absolute, that's terrible. it's an absolute joke. So, um, yeah. but I think I think that's ridiculous. I think Maguire's a very good centre back. Um, yeah, he's got his deficiencies, but he is pretty just just last night and um, Tuesday just proves the quality that he offers us. Um, I just want to touch on McTominay and Fred 
a little bit more because we were discussing it before the show. 100% need to after yeah, that performance last night. Exactly. I, th- I think most of the season they've been pretty poor. I think it's mm. I think it's quite evident that we're never going to win a Premier League title. McTominay and Fred is our pivot. Yeah. You know, I mean, look at teams like Leicester. They got like Tielemans and yeah, Ndidi. Yeah. yeah, he's very good. And and we've got and we've got um two pretty two pretty average footballers. I know I know they have their qualities. But um, I mean, just looking at their stats last night, you know, McTominay's pass accuracy was sixty-six point seven percent. That's terrible. Which is that is that really absolutely is horrendous. That means you give away the ball once in every three passes. Yeah, that's, that's terrible. That is absolutely shocking for yeah. a Premier League. And I think it was. I remember one instance of just Fred's passing. I think it, I think it might have led to one of the goals. And I was just I was just I remember just saying like, how is a Premier League midfielder making this pass? Just couldn't believe. You know, Fred's stats last night weren't like weren't absolutely horrendous. But I think over the course of the season he's been poor. He gave away the ball for a goal. Yeah. Um, McTominay as well. His possession loss last night was twelve, mm. which is pretty. Which is not great. It's not great. It's not Trent Alexander-Arnold one it's game not, thirty-eight not, times, is it? Yeah. No, it's still not is, great. It's still not great. I mean, that's compared to Fred. He lost only six times, and I thought yeah. Fred had a poor game in itself. So yeah. McTominay's doubled that possession lost. Fred made more ball recoveries, and yeah, Fred was pretty horrendous on his own. So McTominay. You look how bad his stats really show how bad they are compared to that. Yeah. I just want to touch on, you know, we were discussing a little bit who could potentially replace the two of them. And one name I wanted to mention was Manuel Locatelli. I don't know if if all our viewers will be particularly familiar with with him, but he's an Italian defence midfielder, plays for Sassuolo. And I just want to have a look at his stats the other night against Juventus. Um, 133 touches, 110 out of 116 passes completed. Wow, which is 95 well, percent success. To have that many passes as well against Juve is very, very it's impressive amazing. as well. Yeah. You think you think um, Juve just dominate possession mm. normally, especially against teams. I like say they, he must have had most most touches of the whole Sassuolo team, and clearly, yeah, sure. maybe their style of play is completely around Locatelli about feeding him the ball, kind of similar to Sari and Jorginho, yeah. just about giving him the ball, let him dictate the play. Yeah, it proves how vital he is to Sassuolo. He's, he's absolutely massive. I, I saw. Yeah. Um, I was looking at a few clips of Sassuolo and, and some of their build-up play. And it, yeah, it, it you all, see that clip on Twitter, the goal. Yeah, yeah think, the build-up play. I think, play. I think we're yeah. talking about the same one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And Locatelli, he received about four times in some positions. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, he's not necessarily the most ho- like, high-profile player. He's not necessarily got um, got that sort of pedigree of being you know, a world-class midfielder that will instantly come in and just transform us. But mm. I think he would massively improve our team. Yeah. And just carrying on with the stats here, three key passes, which is impressive. And that is considering. I'm just going to look at from some a defensive stats. midfield position as well. Free key passes is very good. Very impressive. Yeah. I'm just I'm trying to find the stats of um of that compared to players like McTominay, Declan Rice, and I think I can get up quickly because that is that is an impressive stat. I'm trying to see McTominay's his key passes per game in the Premier League are 0.5 this season. Oh god! So which is you yeah. know. Um, Locatelli's three key passes in that game is particularly Jeez. impressive. Yeah, right. One cross completed, four out of six long balls completed, which is impressive. Yeah. Eight out of twelve ground duels won, which is really good. That's really good. Yeah. Two clearances, two shots blocked, and three tackles. And that is, I think, that's just, I think, is a testament to Locatelli and how impressive he is, especially against a team like Juventus. And I think it's all season. He's, all season he's played like that. I know you watch a lot of Serie. A. Has he? Yeah. Has he impressed you throughout this season? I, I just think he's a very tidy player who doesn't really give the ball away. Maybe yeah. you could argue that Manchester United is a bit too big of a jump. Yeah. And maybe he could go to like a, a Europa League side or like a lower Champions League side to mm-hmm. develop his game further and then go to a big club like Man United if he succeeds at that previous club. But yeah, he's a tidy player. He's a very good player, consistent player. But player. yeah, I just I, I still am sceptical whether Manchester United, because this is for me the biggest club in the world, yeah. if that's too big of a step at this moment in time. I do agree. I, th- I think, to be fair, 
you say about big clubs, but I think I think it's more big clubs abroad that would be a massive jump for him. I think if he went to Juventus, he'd do very well. Yeah, because he's established in that league. Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you, see, you see with Italian players, they tend to they tend to stay in Italy a lot of their career. Yeah, a lot it's a very loyal country. It is, yeah, it is, yeah. It's, a bit, it's, a, it's fairly similar to Bundesliga. Maybe not to, Bundesliga is not to the same extent, but mm. German players and Italian players do do tend to stay in um, stay in their respective leagues. So it would be hard to prize someone like Locatelli away and maybe yeah. a move to Juve would be best for his career right now yeah no I, I totally agree and just another target that we did talk on was Kessier yeah I feel like there's more chance he could leave um, in the summer even though by saying that if they get to the Champions League which is looking likely does he want to leave exactly. even though you may offer more money you are also in the Champions League so yeah it kind of depends on AC Milan and where they finish for that move to happen or not same, yeah. like similar to Donnarumma situation yeah, yeah. but to be fair it looks like AC Milan will finish in a Champions League yeah, a yeah. huge win against Juve the other week yeah oh incredible performance and they just racked really up a seven nil win the other day yeah but yeah, they're looking impressive just to touch on that it's a simple case of if they get into the Champions League I think it's going to be very hard to sign one of their players because I saw Teo yeah. Hernandez for example put up an Instagram post caption saying oh I can't wait to wear this jersey next season mm. I mean that that to me says you're staying next season so it's going to be hard to get some of the AC Milan players if yeah, they get exactly. Champions League you'd, ima- you'd imagine it's a good environment in their camp if players 100% like Tio Teo- Hernandez is probably their best player I'd say yeah Pound I'd agree from, yeah because um, he, I mean, he's, he's pretty much a world class left back and if he's 100%. if he's going out making that statement saying he's saying when he could when he's saying that he's staying rather yeah when he could go to a club like PSG or City, it's a, it's a pretty big statement, I think. Yeah, I think it's a big statement. Yeah, m- massive, yeah. yeah. Like, I think someone like Kessier would be incredibly hard to get from AC Milan. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And we also talked about Barella. Is another one. Yes, they've won the league, and he is probably going to stay next year. But is, does he fit Manchester United in terms of a CDM? Probably not. But he's yeah. still a fantastic player who I think is ready Agreed, to make yeah. a step like that to Manchester United. Because I feel like you have to target the best in class. Oh, 100%. Sure. So I think Rice is probably a very, very realistic target, even though it will cost a lot of money. Yes. I think in terms of like what you need, and he's adapted to the league and he's played really well for a couple of seasons now, he'd be a perfect fit. Yeah. But so yeah, that'd be my pick out of the CDMs out there, Declan Rice. But yeah, it'd be very expensive. Was, yeah, um, yeah, talking about Declan Rice, that's one I was going to, I was just about to get on to. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, um, there, and I was, because I was doing a little bit last night, because I was doing a little, I was doing a little bit of my blog about. Um, United. You didn't tell me you had a blog. Yeah, I'll tell you. No, oh, I promoted on my Twitter a little bit. Oh, good on you, son. Yeah, Let me no. see this. <laughs> Promote on the podcast as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing a little like a transfer, a little nice. series, you know. And no, I'm, that's good. And I'm covering. I've, I've been covering CDM, so I think it is. It's helped me with getting a few stats for the for the episode today. Yeah, that's good going. And yeah, Declan Rice <laughs> is the one I've covered so far most, and I've got a few of his defensive stats here. He completes 1.9 tackles per game in the league compared to Fred and McTominay's. 1.4, 1.6 respectively. So yep. that is that is a bit of a jump. Um, he's dribbled past less than Fred per game despite playing for a weaker team. So there's probably more opportunities for Rice to be dribbled past. Yeah. Completes almost double the clearances that Fred does. Has a higher success rate of passing than both of them. Makes more key passes per game than McTominay. And he was... What was the other stat? I had one more. Two interceptions per game to Fred and McTominay's 1.7 and 0.9. Yeah. Well, he's better in every area. Simple as that. 100%. <laughs> I, think, I think even just watching uh, Rice, it's clear that he's, he's, a, he's a level above Fred and McTominay. 100%. He's younger as well and he can take a penalty. He scored one recently. Well, not recently, but he has scored a penalty for... West Ham this season as well. Yes, yeah, he's, he's so taken. He's taken on a real leadership locker. role, wasn't he? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, 
I think I think that would bow well at United with the environment that we have got in in the camp right now. Definitely. I think it, I think it definitely fit in. And um, you mentioned uh, Roy Keane before before we started the episode, saying about um how he had to play like Pogba and Van der Beek was it in in his midfield pivot? Oh, this was uh, Mark Goldbridge. Oh, it's Goldbridge. Yeah, it was Goldbridge. You said this. that. Yeah, he I said. Don't, I don't know why I thought Keane. <laughs> yeah, no, Roy, you do your job. But, um, <laughs> yeah, just you got McTominay and Fred in there. And it's not working because you got also. someone like Maguire who likes to drive out with the ball, who's capable of playing a really good long pass. Yeah. And it's just it's it's a case of you're going to bypass midfield because you may not trust them two on the ball. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. So yeah, I just I just I totally forgot what I was actually going to say there. <laughs> oh my. Um. You well, I, mean, I know you said before the episode that you'd you, that you'd probably if you'd oh yeah, money, of course, the pub with, Van, yeah, the pub with Van der Beek situation. Yeah, I just I feel like. I kind of agreed with Goldbridge to an extent. Like when you got Pogba and Van de Beek in there, yeah, you got more creativity and you do suffer maybe a bit more defensively. But maybe take a risk for the last couple of games, just see what they do. See, because at the end of the day, maybe you're not get second. You might, you might get second, and you might not now because you've yeah. lost the last two to games. Fair, but who, I don't, I don't really care about second. Yeah, it's, and it's, it means and I know you've really. got, I know you've got Europa League finals to prepare for. Exactly, but yeah. maybe 12 if, days, 12 yeah, days, oh yeah, I've seen your count. I've seen your count. <laughs> but if there's any opportunity to maybe gamble and try and. Van der Beek or Pogba in one of those two DM roles, maybe not together, but one of them two in those roles, then maybe it will work. But yeah, I, d- I don't know. It's a bit of a weird one. It, it is a weird one, and um, I think what I thought Roy Keane was because I did see him sort of slandering Fred and McTominay, saying that we'll never win win a league with them, and I completely agree. Yeah. And um, on the Pogba and Van der Beek thing, although I, although I don't think that would be a potentially successful duo going forward from from next season onwards. Mm. Um, obviously, you know, we could try them out this season, but. I do think that Paul Pogba would do very well in that role because we've seen him win the World Cup next to N'Golo Kante yeah. in a pivot. Yeah. And I know they had help from Blaise Matuidi who was playing sort of left mid and he can e filled yeah. in and did a job. But I think Pogba has proven he can do a job in the midfield too. Yeah. If we've got real quality at the back behind him and a real quality player next to him. And I think Rice and Pogba would be a really good combo in there. I, I totally agree. But with Pogba, it's literally a case of just giving the ball. For whatever opportunity you can, just giving the ball as much as you can because you know he's one of these only players in the world who can play like a world-class pass. Exactly. You know, your De Bruyne's can do it, your Bruno's can do it, your Pogba's can do it, but there's not many others in the world that can mm-hmm. play those kind of world-class passes. So yeah, you just need to get him on the ball as much as you can and I feel like with him out wide on the left, there is a higher chance of him getting isolated in games. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like you're right when you could say that Pogba and Rice would be a good pivot because you've got Rice who can do defensive work and cover, and then Pogba can just spray the ball wherever he wants, really. And he's got exactly, the yeah. he's got the ability to do it. I, I, yeah, I think I think that would offer a lot more creativity, a lot more control for us. Because yeah. what I found this season that I don't think not much possession in games. Have you? Yeah. You're more of a counter attacking team. Exactly. Aren't you? Yeah. I don't think yeah. too many people have like picked up on it necessarily. But yeah. every time you start a game, and like going forward, we we I mean I know we're a massive second half team, and we tend we do tend to pull it back, but. I mean, it happened at the weekend against Villa. We we start games so poorly, and we never control games. Just ball retention's poor in the it's, first it's, half. It's awful. And then when you get a goal, it's, it's so almost poor. like the opposition are on the back foot, and then you can go on to get the second goal. Yes. But yeah, I feel like if you did have Pogba and Rice in the midfield, you'd definitely have more of the ball. Lot, yeah, a lot 100%. more control, a lot yeah. more, a lot more possession because. Most teams just come up, come up, and even at Old Trafford, they just come and press us. Like I know the we the, did. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say the United Newcastle game. Yeah, we you pressed can, you first off. Yeah, we had no control of the game, and um, we were lucky. We were lucky to win that game. Yeah. We were lucky we had a bit of quality. Yeah, the fit, quality shine through, but it really did. But um, but yeah, moving on to the United Leicester game. I think we've talked about the United Liverpool game as much as we can because I don't really yeah. want to. I don't really want to dwell on that. <laughs> dwell on it too much because it was. Well, we're coming on to another losing one. game now. Another, another <laughs> losing game, but I think it was a little bit more positive because it did give Leicester three points in their yeah. in their bid to beat Liverpool for a top spot, top and four the, spot. The French players also got a run out. 
Yeah, the fringe, the fringe, and crucially, the young players got a run yeah. out. I thought before we um, before we talk about what well, I want to talk about in the Manu Matic a little bit because I thought he had a super game. But I want um, to quickly want to touch on the youngsters. I thought Diallo. Did you watch the game? I'm, I didn't, mate. No, I was busy. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, have you seen the highlights at all? Have you seen? <laughs> you've not seen the highlights, but um, <laughs> quite I, bad for me. No, but steroid, um, yeah. But yeah, Ahmad Diallo got an assist. I'm not surprised. I do rate him. I, th- I yeah. think I think he had a I think he had a very good game actually. I thought Anthony Alanga. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think he was particularly impressive, but yeah. it was it was good to see him get it was good to see him get a game. You know, he's he has done well for the 23s. I know we've got bigger talents than him, yeah. like Hannibal Mabry, players players like that. But I think. You know, giving Alanga a chance was nice to see. Yeah. Um. He he didn't he didn't take it too well, but he didn't do too badly. But I thought Diallo was the one that stood out. Yeah. I thought he had, I know he didn't see it, but I, I thought he had a good game. Got an assist, a very nice assist actually, very composed. And what I've noticed with him is he always makes the right decision. He's young, but he always he always plays the pass when it's on. He doesn't he's not selfish. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't try to overplay it, and I think it's really impressive. I know Greenwood. As much as he is an absolutely amazing talent, does have a tendency a little bit to sometimes overplay. Yeah, I agree, and he also is very. The second he gets half a yard, he's having a shot. He is, yeah, and I think it, it works well for him. It's a but good thing, but is, yeah, yeah, it's just like you say, he overplays, and his decision making, being young, is still pretty poor. It in is, my opinion, it is. It, is. it, it can be. I, I think yeah. it is getting better. Yeah, with time. But yeah, but talk about Mason Greenwood. You know, I don't want to talk about him in too much of a negative way because he's been absolutely sublime recently, and he did get that goal versus Leicester in a fantastic finish. Yeah. Um. Have you have you have you not seen the goal? No, I'm I guessing. Oh, I no. <laughs> beautiful. He took it past. It took it took it past the vastly overrated, in my opinion, Kaglas Oyunku. Yeah, he was terrible against he us, was, by the way. Yeah, he's, he's honestly I don't so rash. rash. <laughs> he's ra- he's good on the ball, and he's he is quite. Yeah. He is he's relatively quick. Mm-hmm. But he's just so rash. He is so rash. Just goes diving all the time. Yeah, it, it happened. It happened against. It happened against us. Um, Greenwood. All it was was one little fake shot. Took him. Took him pretty much clean on goal when he finished the bottom corner. Great finish. And Sionku got made a mug out of. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fantastic finish from Mason Greenwood. But I thought. Um. I thought he was. I thought he was impressive. Van der Beek. He didn't really take his opportunity too well. Um. I don't really want to talk about this game too much, considering. Um. Considering you didn't watch it or anything, I don't want to waste your time with it no, too it's, much. No, it's all good, mate. I'm happy to talk about it, but I just want to talk about Van der Beek. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, he, there's always going to be expect, expectation there because he's came from Ajax, that incredible Ajax team, mm-hmm. for a big price tag. And he's not played much this season, but then when you just throw him into a start, it is, it is hard for him to adapt. You've got to just kind of chip in away and give him like half an hour here, 20 minutes there. Then maybe start him, bring him off after an hour, that kind of thing. But I feel like Oli's management of him, even though he's not played much, has been pretty poor. I completely when, agree. He ha- when he has played and got the minutes, those minutes have not been managed well. Because when you just throw him into a game like that, I don't think he was ever going to perform, personally. Yeah, I, c- I couldn't agree more. I, I, how are you supposed to um, How are you supposed to come more sharp? Yeah, exactly. More it's match, all on sharpness. Match ready. Match it's, fit, yeah. You can't. You can't do it. Throwing him in for a game, the next two games you're on the bench. You know? Yeah, you, you don't even in. come on. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. What you, what, it's not going to do, do anything. Especially with his confidence as he well. Just needs a run of games or he something does. like that. He yeah. massively needs a run of games. I think he's a really talented player. Yeah, I agree. And he does need that run. But someone who did come in and did a really good job, I thought, who I just uh, mentioned just before was Nemanja Matic. Yeah, I thought he was absolutely fantastic for us. Uh, he offers so much calmness. He's good on the ball. Sometimes he's a bit sluggish. He did make a mistake and then he led to a goal. But I think compared to, to McTominay and Freddie, he's a much better player. I don't know what you think. How would you feel about Matic and Pogba as a pivot? I think that should be our pivot for the Europa League final, personally. You reckon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do Because, th- I mean, Villarreal are quite a slow team anyway. Yeah, they're quite good technically, though. They are, they're good technically, yeah. but I think, I think Matic would, would counter that much better than someone like 
Fred Wood McTominay. from Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, they're just both not very disciplined. But I feel like Matic. He's he's been there, done it. He's won Premier Leagues. Yeah. He's, he's been around the block. So yeah, I just feel like yeah, I agree. I think that'd be a good pivot. Personally, uh, yeah, for sure. I I, th- I think Matic actually had a very good, a very underrated career for us. I think he's had a very good yeah a very good stint for us because every time he, every time he seems to come in, he does really well. And then people somehow forget and they just say Matic is finished. Matic like United fans saying this like Matic is washed mm. and stuff like that. And it's, I don't it, think it, I agree with that. No, nah, no, nah, I, I think I think he's still he's still offers obviously he's declining but I still think he offers a lot of quality to us yeah but um yeah that was that was that was the United games this week two disappointing losses both at home it was annoying but in the table it still leaves us second it's still in our hands we've got we've got Fulham on Tuesday you should win that and with all due they are rubbish yeah, yeah with all due respect <laughs> to Fulham we should absolutely batter them although we'll probably go one nil down in about 20 minutes win but we move one. on <laughs> yeah win two one yeah, yeah exactly Greenwood will probably save us later on or Cavani but um, we move, we do move on now to Chelsea versus Arsenal. Did you watch this game? I did watch this one. You did yeah. watch this game. Yeah, I, I did I watch this one. I, I did not watch this game, but I've I've seen the highlights. I've seen how much Chelsea absolutely battered them throughout the game. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, Arsenal were lucky to win. You say that I do what agree, but I don't know what Michael will have his he he'll, he'll have his own take on the game. But for me, when that goal came about, the Jorginho mistake, and then Smithrow puts it into the net. I feel like that was Arteta's game plan. The second that yeah. ball went into the net, it was a low block 5-4-1 from what I saw. Mm-hmm. Saka was a right wing back and it was just a simple back five, low block, and they just absorbed pressure for the rest of the 90. Yeah. And yeah, Chelsea didn't really create much in that time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mount had a blocked shot. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, and then they had a couple of late chances. I think Giroud hit the bar and Zuma hit the bar. Well, we'll, we'll work. But apart from that, I, I do actually it might be a bit unpopular I feel like Arsenal did deserve to win the game I, yeah I I know it might sound a bit weird but you know I, I've I've seen Newcastle United sorry to touch on Newcastle again but no I've problem, seen mate. I've seen them under Benitez be so defensively disciplined in like a 5-4-1 which is what I felt like Arsenal played similarly to against Chelsea and in terms of they what they've done they've just done their jobs they were disciplined yeah, yeah. They, they just allow really half chances against them for the most of the 90 bar the last couple of minutes and yeah, when you get the goal, you are going to sit back. But if that goal doesn't go in, of course it's a different game. You know, maybe oh, yeah. it's more end to end, it's more open. But mm-hmm. Arteta came with a game plan, and it worked. It worked. Yeah. So credit where yeah, it's due. Yeah, fair play to them. Yeah. Um, to bounce back from going out the Europa League as well with. Did they win at the weekend? Who did they play? They played West Brom. They beat West yeah. Brom at the weekend. So to bounce back and then to go and beat the Champions League finalists, it's really impressive. And I think I do. I do agree with your point. It is. It's a bit of a common misconception in football that. Just because a team like, has more possession, for example, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean they control the game. Defensive football is very underrated it and is, very yeah. under underappreciated in football. It really 100%. is. Hundred percent. Yeah, organization at the back, structure. Yeah. People, people don't um, don't look at it and give as much value to it. As that's why. That's why I value it so much. I have a defensive background, and I always yeah, do. You love it, don't yeah, you? I do. You I, I love. I love watching defensive organization, and mm-hmm. Arsenal were that in midweek. Yeah, yeah. Fair so, play to them. Yeah. win. I, I think it's sort of. I think it's fairly similar to the City PSG game a few weeks ago. Um, the second leg, I was, I was arguing, I was arguing with everyone, not arguing, I was debating with a friend about it, and he was saying that you know PSG dominated the game; they, they deserve to go and win. This is the second leg mm. because they, you know, they dominated possession now. But I just thought City, City were magnificent. I just, yeah, I just thought they completely controlled the game. Yeah, even without possession, they just completely controlled the game. I think yeah. Mourinho's done it at this time. That's what he's been so successful doing, isn't it? Being defensive but still controlling the well, game. I say Inter Champions League run sums up perfectly. Yeah, when they went sure. to Barcelona, prime Barcelona, and won. 
mm-hmm. well, I think they might have been like one one nil on aggregate, but they still went through. Yeah, exactly. It was yeah. a t- it was a tactical masterclass with ten men to go to the new camp and defend like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so so, yeah. fair, fair play to them. Um, Emil Smith Rowe got the goal for Arsenal this game. Yeah, I, th- I think Smith Rowe is a massive talent. What are your thoughts on him? I I just feel like he's very good technically. He can he beat is, yeah. players, create chances, and he's got good decision making. He needs to add more goals to this game. Simple as yeah. that. And I know he's bagged two in recent weeks. Um, but there, are, there is only two goals of the season. Yeah, and yeah. regardless of Arsenal being such a big club, that team on paper is top 10 in the Premier League and they do create chances. He's got to score more goals. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, he's got... that is two, Two's a poor tally, in my opinion, for, for the amount of time he's played. Yeah, two, he's, he's got two yeah. Premier League goals. He scored his first one at West Brom the other day, then, yeah. he, got, then he got this one the other day. Yeah. And he's got he's got one in the Europa League in eleven yeah, games. It's, so it's not enough. Yeah, he's, he's not t- enough. He's, he's only twenty. But yeah, you're not wrong. And I do think he's a good talent. But then when you look at someone like Joe Willock, he's, <laughs> he's, chipped, him, he's chipped him with goals. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like Smith Rowe. Yeah, he's a good player, and I'm not denying that he's very good technically. But he needs to add more goals to his game. Yeah. And when Martinelli is fully well, he is fully fit now and firing, he needs to also add more goals to his game, and mm-hmm. they all do. Yeah. So that's just personal opinion anyway. What are your thoughts on Willett compared to in, in a non biased way on his talent compared to Smith Rowe and I think Martinelli. Smith I think Smith Rowe and Martinelli are far better footballers. Yeah. Personally. I feel like Willock has got more energy, he's got mm-hmm. better fitness and he suits a team like Newcastle United that yeah. will work hard and is quite defensively minded and he's full of energy. With Smith Rowe and Martinelli, they're two flair individual players in my opinion, mm-hmm. who will thrive in an attacking team and an attacking formation. Yeah. But Arteta's tactics have been questionable this season at times. Very, very questionable. Yeah, like yeah. it's been very. I don't know what Michael's going to think or any Arsenal fan, but to me, it's been quite defensive. That's that a a lot of the time, uh, fans would saying, "Oh, we don't score enough," and maybe that's down to the tactics. I've not watched much of Arsenal this season compared to other teams. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Same back here. back in relation to Willock, Martinelli, Smithrow, I feel like Martinelli and Smithrow are far better footballers. Footballers <laughs> in, in quotation marks. But Willock's got more en- energy, and to be fair, he's probably got a better attitude. Mm-hmm. Maybe I think, yeah. I just, I just feel like Willock's been superb, and he's done the right thing coming out on loan to us to get game time. And yeah, I feel like maybe, maybe even Smith Rowe Martinelli should do the same. I, d- I don't know, but yeah. Back to the original conversation, they're they're better players than Willock for me. Yeah, I I, I, do, I think Smith Rowe yeah. has got a high ceiling, and if he can add more goals to his game, he could um he yeah could eventually push Go, goal, goals goal contributions are the only issue for me. He's yeah, got he's got the work ethic. More. He's he can beat players, create mm-hmm. chances, but. Yeah, it just needs to add more to his stats. Stat yeah. pattern. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. And um, I agree with you on the Joe Willock point. And talking about um, Newcastle a little bit, we're all about to get on to them. We're just going to quickly touch on the Fulham-Burnley game. Fulham are officially relegated from the Premier League. Chris Wood's goal, by the way. You see that? I haven't seen oh, him. Oh, my absolute good? rifle. He's been on fire. Yeah, right? yeah. He's been getting I think goals he's got like 12, 12 goals this year. Yeah, a few, I think a third of them came in the last couple of weeks. But yeah. He's always been a been a nuisance up yeah, there. Yeah, that's Burnley. the exact word I yeah. use. He's always a nuisance, and he always gets. He always chipping. Yeah, does, yeah. He's an underrated striker, and credit to Burnley. That's yeah. them. Well, they were safe anyway before this game, but yeah. Deitch, what a job he's done! It's, it's it's amazing. I think I think it goes under the radar how well Deitch has I done. I think he had one million net spend this yeah, this, exactly. this year. They get literally no money. Mm. They get so they get so poorly backed and. Deutsch always works with what he's got so well. You know, their squad's almost identical to what it was a few years ago. Yeah. Apart from, you know, like Josh Brownhill, who came in from Bristol, Bristol City. City. Yeah. Um, I can't even think who else they signed. Eric Peters from Stoke. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think Just of... Just bog-standard players, yeah, I'm really. Try, I'm trying to think of their marquee signings. I genuinely can't think of any recently. Mm. Like me and Tarkovsky being ever-present. Yeah. Lothan's been there for ages. Yeah, it's not um, really. Who's they got? Charlie Taylor's been there for ages. Yeah. Cork's been there for forever. It's probably a compliment, though, in a way, because they they all know each other so well, yeah, and it's a really yeah. t- 
tight group at Burnley, and mm-hmm. they, yeah, every year they get forty points and credit to them. The yeah, job exactly, that Deutsch yeah. does every year is just unbelievable. Exactly, yeah, fair play to him. Um, Hodgson, I think deserves a bit of praise keeping Palace up yet again. Yeah, although it's probably it probably is his time to retire now. I'd say Roy Hodgson. I saw Lampard's number one favourite. Yeah, for the job. I, th- I, th- I think Lampard would do a quite a good he pro- job. At it probably is his level. Yeah, I'd say. I- I'd agree. Yeah. I think I think Palace need a few recruitments, and if they do, yeah, Lampard could do a good do, do a good job there if they get there if they get him. Um, because they got obviously Eze, massive, massive yeah. talent. Eze, he's we, superb. We touched on him earlier in the week. In the uh, in the last episode, Zaha still a talent. He's a bit of Benteke's a, got better. He has got better. Yeah, yeah. Benteke's been chipping in with goals. Chip, uh, Simon Simon Mateta in January. He's okay. He had one insane Bundesliga season and kind of dropped off. Yeah, is, is, is he on loan? I can't remember if he's I on loan. I think it might have been a permanent. It's permanent. Cause I can't really remember. Him. Yeah, he's, he's not really. He's not really played a lot. But I think no, he's he a talented player. Uh, yeah, he was, he was good in my Crystal Palace career mode. I'll say <laughs> that for free. Yeah. But um, who else have stayed? Yeah, Brighton have stayed up. They're, they're currently sitting in 17th. I think yep. they're a better team than their position, given credit for. Yeah, I agree. And um, Southampton stayed up. They, I know they started the season very well, but still staying up because they've their squad is quite poor. And we'll touch on Southampton a lot later. On they've paper it is, squad. yeah. And, and they've, they've had a lot of injury woes. Um, yeah, COVID, COVID crisis, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I think Hassan was a great manager. And yeah, I rate him. I think he's really I've good. always been Ralph in. I, I, I genuinely yeah, rate him so highly. Sure. So. I, th- I, th- I think... Um, more trust has to be given to managers in general. And when you've got a manager like Hassan Hootel at Southampton, you've got yeah. to trust him. And they have. The fans haven't really turned against him. I know a select few have, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Southampton later. But fair yeah. place to them for staying up again. Um, and then we move on to your Newcastle, Away the tune. Yeah. Away the tune. And you were not on the last episode when you absolutely devoured Leicester. Yeah, so, that do you was mad. Do, yeah, do you want to talk about that game a little bit? Yeah, I'll keep it brief because it's already happened quite a while back. But... I was around my mates for it, of course, and it was just sensational. Mm-hmm. I mean, from minute go, uh, minute one, we just we came out with a game plan to go and press Leicester. We didn't give them any time on the ball, and we created our first chance. It was a great ball from Murphy down the right side towards Wilson. So Maximan busted a gut past Tiedemans into the box, mm-hmm. and Schmeichel made a classic, uh, one of his dad's uh, star, yeah. star-shaped saves. Great save. But then from there on, it was just all Newcastle on the counter, and we finally got the goal through Willock. Mistake by Soyuncu, who we just talked yeah, about. Yeah, just said it was yeah I know I said he was good on the ball, but in this <laughs> in this um, this moment, he wasn't. Willock ran in, got his fifth goal for the club, and his fourth goal in stri- straight games. Fair play to him. Yeah, he's been superb. And then the second goal came, Paul Dummett from a corner, um, got big, his first goal in five years. Blimey. Yeah. So Must yeah, good. he he is Mr. Reliable at Newcastle. Mm. He's he's yeah, loved by the fans, yeah. local Geordie lad, and he always puts in six or seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. He's a really solid professional. And then the third goal came about. Wilson got in on the act, took it around Schmeichel, great finish. And then it finished up with a great ball from Almiron into Wilson, hits the post, but puts in the rebound four 0 at the King Power. And to be fair, our record at the King Power is really good. We've won there three times in the last four years. Blimey. Yeah, so we're struggling. We, we do quite good. We do quite well at Leicester, but um, yeah, we obviously we go four 0 up. Could have actually That's had five. Yeah, it's crazy saying that. Bearing in mind that they are a very good side, and yeah, Leicester got two late goals back. Both very good goals actually. I think it was all Brighton hammer one home on the outside yeah. of the foot, and then Ian Atchard yeah, tidy finish into the near corner. Dubravka, to his credit, made a few really good saves, but I still feel like the scoreline did reflect the game because of how good we were on the counter. So yeah basically covers the game in a yes. nutshell that's, that's a huge review I mean Callum yeah, Wilson made doing, a safe completely yeah, now. oh for sure yeah Callum yeah. Wilson doing what Callum Wilson does sensational, best sensational mate he's he really is class he, he, he did it for Bournemouth he kept them up a few times well I mean I think without him 
I mean, they weren't 100%. necessarily in a massive relegation scrap, but I think without him, they would have really struggled to stay up. 100%, mate. Dead. He's such a good striker. Yeah, well, so you got, when him and Fraser had their unreal season, yeah, Fraser yeah. was top provider in the league with mm. assists. And then um, Wilson got 17 league goals that year. And Wilson is just, he's an established Premier League striker who recently got to 50 goals. And he said on Twitter that he wants to get to 100 before he obviously quits. And I feel like he could. How old is he now? He's 28. He's on a four year deal with us. And to be fair, our striker competition isn't great. It's Gail, Muto, Carroll, Joe Linton. <laughs> Muto's still there? Yeah, but he's on loan at um, Ibar. But he's uh, still on our books. So the, the point is, Wilson's going to start games all the time for yeah. us. And to touch on Wilson again, I just feel like, I do feel like he's a lot better than Ollie Watkins. I know it's a bit biased because I'm a Newcastle fan. Mm-hmm. But you've got Ollie Watkins who's got 13 goals and three assists, I think. And then you've got Wilson on 12 goals, five assists. He's contributed more to Newcastle United. Like He's got more goal contributions than Watkins. And that's in a shitter team, a <laughs> shitter squad with more defensive tactics. Yeah. So on, and he's played less. He had a he's he had, injured, he had a hamstring injury for two months. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like Wilson's a better striker than Watkins, and he has so much to offer to Newcastle. I feel like he could genuinely get to fifty goals by the time he leaves. 100. Yeah. Oh, I mean, oh, you mean 50 oh, fifty Newcastle for goals. Newcastle goals oh, and hundred in the Prem? Yeah, was, possibly. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, he's that's ten, ten or fifteen a year, and he'll get there. Yeah, he's, he's so he's just hit fifty yet. He's yeah, he's on he's now. on like fifty two now. Fifty two now, and he's got. If he gets 10 to 15 a year... I mean, that's probably five more seasons of Wilson. Yeah. That's just... Yeah, that's 10 to 15 I just think he's superb. The issue is, though, is hamstring. He obviously had that eight weeks out, yeah. and then he came back for a few games. He's out for the season with the same hamstring problem. Is he? Yeah, three three weeks. I think it's only a minor one. Oh, but I still, Sam Axman has something similar where he had a dodgy hammy for... His hammy got injured three times last season. So luckily the summer's coming up, and hope, I'm kind of hoping away he don't get picked for the Euros because I want him to be fit for Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. So... Get through the summer, let it proper like fully heal, and he's good to go for the rest of the season. It should be all brand new, well, good as new as hamstring. But what a player! Yeah, twenty million quid. He's been a bargain. Mm, absolutely fantastic striker. Yeah, and I mean you've, you've been on a good run of form since you last came I'll on. Say, Bruce, you got manager of the month. Yeah, fully. Yeah. I, th- I think fully deserved. I think Solskjaer could be could feel a bit hard done by. It's one of them. Three too. wins and a draw. Yeah, but I think Bruce. I think Bruce did a fantastic job. Our, in our run of games. I think we had we had Liverpool, West Ham, Burnley, and Tottenham. Yeah, I'm I think just looking, it was. Yeah, I'm just now, yeah. Was it them four? Yeah, it beat West Ham at home. Yeah, beat Burnley, Burnley away. Drew with Tottenham and Liverpool. That's a fantastic month. Tough run of games since go unbeaten in that. And at the point where we lost three 0 to Brighton, and we were two points above Fulham, mm-hmm. and then we were, at that point we were going into these fixtures and thinking, "Oh my God, yeah, we're going to yeah. get relegated, or it's a crisis." Mm-hmm. Bruce should go, and all the rest of it. I still think he should go, but what a job he's done in the last f- couple of weeks or a few weeks. Yeah. So yeah, he fully deserves it. Do I think he's the man to take the club forward? No. Do I think the thirty-nine points for our squad is good? No. But he's probably earned himself the job for the start of the season, and I can't really complain because. The players are still playing for him. Like, yeah, they are, yeah. Yeah, people have said, has he lost the, uh, the dressing room? The answer is no, clearly, because they're still playing for him. I mean, when we equalised at Anfield, literally the whole squad ran to him. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. such a good picture. Like, and like, was, it was Willick. Yeah, Willick and Sam Maximan yeah, were there. Yeah. And like, even though I don't like Bruce, I, I love seeing photos like that because there's yeah. clearly a connection between player and manager. There's harmony in the squad. Exactly. Yeah. And I just feel like they clearly want to play, play for him and the players and the manager and the coaching staff are all united. It's a shame that the fans aren't with the manager, but, yeah. you know, it's still good to see that they're still working their bollocks off for him. Mm-hmm. And since changing a formation, going to a 5-3-2, we've been, we've been superb. And I've, yeah, fair I, I, Yeah, it's and I've really also well. said it, just one more thing before we move on. I feel like the last, well, April last month, I feel like it was the best football we've played since we got promoted. 
Really? Which is quite a big That's statement a big when yeah. yeah, when you can say we had Benitez for two years. Yeah. And even though he was so defensively sound and I loved it, the football was ugly. This time under Bruce, like these these four weeks, we've played attractive attacking football and we scored like I think it's 13 goals in our last six or seven games. Yes, that's impressive. Yeah, it's but two a game. Yeah, I mean, no for, yeah, so you've got three against West Ham, two against Tottenham, four against Leicester, and two against Burnley. It's yes, it's, it's really, really, really good. It's really good. So yeah. credit where it's due, Brucey. I still want you to go, but <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, well done. Well done for getting us out of shit because yeah. we, were, we were doomed. Mm. Yeah, so. you really were. I mean, I remember the last time, I think it was the last time you were on, it was the Newcastle Brighton game. Yeah. Well, I've had you on once since then but yeah you were like pretty much at an all-time low with Newcastle yeah. eh? and it's devastating but yeah, yeah the, the turnaround so yeah it's it's, it's incredibly it's, it's one incredibly of, impressive one of those thank fuck for that moment <laughs> <laughs> and we move on right yeah. moving on yeah you, you fully yeah. hit your spot in the Prem next season thank god um, just before we go to a break talking about a game that we don't really need to dwell on for too much it was Villa nil Everton nil pretty yeah. much Pretty much closes any Everton hopes of a Champions League spot. Spot on. Europa League's in a bit of jeopardy. The main talking point was Grealish coming back. Yeah, Grealish back. The main point in the game was Grealish yeah. coming back because the game was actually shit. And he's so got what? How many how many games have Villa got left? I'm just gonna three or four. A little bit look now because he's he's in a bit of a. Um, he needs a run of games, doesn't he? Does he? yeah. He's three games left. I mean, he's in a bit three, of a yeah. battle for for the year. I don't know. If, I wouldn't say. I, wouldn't oh, say I don't think they're in the race. Squad. Oh, Euro squad. Sorry, no, I think Euro Euro. squad. Yeah, yeah. No. I, I think he'll be in. I think he'll be in. I think he's fine. But will he start? Difficult. Yeah, it's gonna be difficult for him because he was a shoe in until. Yeah, he, he was second in with a team sheet behind Kane yeah, before agreed. his injury. Mm-hmm. And they got Foden playing so well. Mount both the yeah. finals. Sancho delivered Sancho the goods last been, night. I think. Yeah, I mean. So. I mean, unless Grealish is fully, fully fit and sharp, the f- I'd say behind Kane, probably Sancho, Foden, Mount. Yeah, I think so. At the moment, it's definitely Sancho over Sterling right now. 100%. Sancho, Rashford as well. Yeah, Rashford, yeah. Sancho in 2021's been a sensation. He has been absolutely amazing. First half of the season, he was terrible, but second half of the season, he's like his old self. Yeah, he's been amazing. Since Haaland's been back from injury, he's kind of helped him out and got him more assists, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a player Sancho is. Well, you look at you look at um, Haaland's stats when when Sancho got injured. He completely cooled down, didn't he? Yeah. He didn't score for a while, and Sancho's come back. And then last night, Dortmund win the the DFB Polkal four one. Yeah. I think I think Haaland was come back from injury as well. And he's he, I mean Haaland's his first goal was unbelievable. By the way, Billy Dupe Makano. Makano got great finish. Absolutely flawed. Yeah. <laughs> Sancho's first goal as well, actually. Very yeah, good. And did you see the composure for his lovely. second one as well? He took it well with really? the key, yeah, sold the defender. Must, yeah, yeah, he did. So calm, eh? Yeah. It makes it look so easy. But then to then to a brilliant. I mean Dortmund are gonna make I mean, yes, Haaland's got a release clause next summer, but they're gonna make so much money off them too. They will, yeah. I mean, They'll be so, set for a while. Yeah, you look at I mean you look at Sancho's stats. I mean in the DFB Paul Cal, I don't know if I'm Paul Cal. Yeah, <laughs> the Paul the Paul Cal. Butchered. <laughs> <laughs> But he's got uh, he's got um he's got six goals and five assists in six games. That was ridiculous. And the Champions League he got two goals and three assists in six games. Very impressive return. Yep. And in the Bundesliga, if it will come up for me, he has got eight goals and 11 assists in 24 games. And that is an yeah. absolutely outstanding output. And just still. to consider, I think he must have only had four or five goal contributions before 2021 mm-hmm. that in the Bundesliga yeah. season. And Erling Haaland, he's got the Champions League golden boot. He's got 39 yeah, goals in 39 games for Dortmund this year. Amazing. I think it was. Absolutely it, crazy. Yeah. Pokal winner, Champions League golden boot. is Absolutely joking. You're doing that at 20 years old now. Yeah. Actually outrageous. Yeah, absolutely outrageous. But, um, that sums up our Sancho and Harlan love for the week, I think. And yeah. that sums up part one of the show. We're going to go to a little break and we're going to have Harrison Courtney here in the studio for the second part. I can't wait, Jack. <laughs> I'm Unless, excited. I'm excited. I'm buzzing. Let's hear that little outro music. dun 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 dun
And we are back for part two on the Rose Z show. We're still here with JJ Charlton from TikTok and Harrison Courtney. Welcome to the show. Amazing loan deal. That's hello, hello. <laughs> how, how are you doing, Harrison? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I'm buzzing about the 3-1 win against Palace. Can't lie. What a win. Yeah, we are, we're buzzing to have you on the show, mate. Um, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get that well, uh, well, I am anyway, Sam. <laughs> yeah, um, it didn't start too well against Palace. Like Christian Benteke early oh, what on. A goal. What a goal. Honestly, I was, I was sitting in the pub and when Benteke scored that goal, I, I genuinely thought, oh, you know, that's another loss to Southampton. We, you know, <laughs> I can't remember how many losses we've had in, in a row, but we haven't had a win in so long. It, you know, yeah, it's you need mad. That, yeah. A big, a big boost of confidence for the boys, hundred percent. Yeah, you need And it, especially though. with talking about confidence, Danny Ings in the team. Oh my god, got braced, didn't he? Uh, injured. He got- Injured. He was in. He just came back from injury. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh yeah. Yeah. He got a brace in the game. Yeah. He got. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He got a brace in the game. Yeah. 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 No. No. He did. Yeah, he did get a brace. He. Um. Yeah. He. I didn't see the Benteke goal. I was. I was on my way back from KFC when that happened. <laughs> yeah. But um. Yeah. I've not. I've not seen it. But Benteke. We. We mentioned him in the first part. He's. He's been on a good run of form. He's done well. But yeah. Danny Ings. Um. He answered. And then he got. Um. He got his second. Che Adams as well. Your favorite player. Oh, my favorite player. You love Shady. Yeah. Well, he, thing he is, he hates Shady. Dude's shaking his head <laughs> yeah. in the corner. I. I, 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 I <laughs> Personally, <laughs> people rate Sheridan's. I, I personally don't rate him that highly. I feel like he makes too many mistakes. And uh, I mean, thing is, when you're st- when you're playing directly next to Danny Ings, especially a player that puts so much effort in in every game. Like for example, we had a missed chance when Redmond just w- whipped the ball in, and Danny Ings is just running on the ball. We could have got a tap, and he just missed it, unfortunately. Yeah. But you know, it's that effort that you know Danny Ings has that Sheridan just doesn't. And when you play next to him, it just makes you look bad. Yeah, that's, that's that's all I've got to say about him. I, 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 mean, I, th- I do think they do work well as a combo. To be fair, Ings and Adams, like they've had they've had a lot of success. Like a lot of the times when you've been doing well this season, it's been Ings and Adams performing up front together. Mm. Yeah, the Scottish international. Yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> the, the Scottish the Scotsman, Che Adams. Yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, Sheridan is a right player. Um, yeah, credit. I, I, I mean, he's well. better than Redmond. Yeah, oh yeah, Christ. Redmond's terrible. Redmond's awful. That that tackle, he gave, he gave away a pen oh, so in that game. Clumsy. And what is he I mean, doing? Fraser Force has saved our life with that. Yeah, with that lovely save. But Red, Redmond needs to go. Yeah, but I, 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 I think he's Agreed. He, he's a um, FA Cup merchant. Yeah, well, Champions Cup merchant. games. <laughs> yeah, he performed so well against Bournemouth. Yeah, that that's his level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm looking for. That is his level. Yeah. If if he if he goes on loan, that's fine. If yeah, he, but, but, cut if ties. He, but, you but, have to cut ties. Exactly. So yeah. poor. But if he if he just goes and leaves the club, I'm more than happy. <laughs> I, I'm more than For happy. any fee. Yeah, yeah. honestly, yeah. any yeah. fee. Any a fee pound. whatsoever. Yeah, pound. ten on a pack of Monster yeah. Munch. I think. Fee for twenty one. Give it. Yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, talking about talking a bit more about the wider picture because. At the end of the day, it's a good win, but it doesn't really mean too much because you already um you already stayed up. Congratulations on your survival again. Yeah, congratulations. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Same um, with us, mate. I, 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 I'd say I'd say hanging on or survive, like yeah, actually yeah. surviving. I, w- yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put it anywhere but, else. But, but me, me and Jack, we did mention it for for a couple of minutes about Samson, and you have had a lot, a lot of injury troubles this season. I know Oriol Romeo was a big part of your um mm-hmm. big part of your team early on. He's injured. For the whole season, he's been out since what January, and I think he was he was a crucial. He was um, cast in the opening half of the season. He was, he was really good. So yeah. you've, you've missed him. Ings has been injured a lot of the season. Mm-hmm. Covid crisis as well. Yeah, Covid yeah. crisis. Mm. You've um you have on Salisu obviously spent ages or like six months acclimatising. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we signed him in August, mm. and, and he had his first game in January. I yeah. thought that was abysmal, but at yeah. the end of the day, I mean, he's he's, he's quality. Yeah, he's, 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 he's good, good for Southampton. He's good on the ball. Yeah. Left foot yeah. centre back. He's tidy. I think he's a good centre back. But yeah, I'm going back. Going back to the wider picture, sort of with Sampton, are you are you Hassan Hootlin? I imagine you. I imagine. I am absolutely. I am Hassan Hootlin. Even though I mean, I, I saw a stat on Twitter. It was like we haven't played our first team 
since like week four of Jesus the Premier League because we've had so many injuries and people out. And yeah, stuff. you've, missed, you've you know, missed so many players. It, 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 it's, it's been mental, but you know, I'm hazarding it, Lynn. I think he's a great coach. Um, at the end of the day, he hasn't, had, he hasn't been given not the, I wouldn't say the trust, but the funds to not at all. To, to, to build a up a team. Owner. Yeah, yeah Gow Gow is, Gow is awful. He's um, you're feeding off you're feeding off scraps. Feeding off scraps. Money, yeah, and, and also. We're we're looking. We've got many good players also on loan. Like um, Fulham have gone down, which means Mario Lamina is going to come back. He's tidy. He's, he's, a, he's a baller. Field. Yeah, I rate Mario Lamina. But I've heard question marks about about his attitude. Yeah. But he is a, he is he is a tidy player on the ball. He oh. Don't really give it away. I remember we were linked with him. Yeah. We were linked with him last summer, and he put a compilation of himself on Twitter of his best moments. Oh <laughs> have you seen it? It's outrageous. <laughs> he put like a three minute compilation. Like when we were, as soon as as soon as we God were linked sake. with him, with his mentality. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think he's. I think he would have. He's done praying for that move. He's praying <laughs> for that move, wasn't he? Yeah. There's no way he's. I, mean, I saw United for United fans saying that he could do a job and stuff. I mean, nah, he's, it's he's not good enough for Man United there. doing a job, though, he's is it? Good enough for Southampton. <laughs> no. Him next to James Will Prowse, I think, would be brilliant. Especially, especially while Romeo is out right now, I think he would be a nice little missing piece. I think, yeah. I, think, I think when you get Romeo back, it'll, it'll be huge. Obviously, um, we have the news this week of Ryan Bertrand's leaving Southampton. Mm. Yeah, um, what a servant, good, great, by the way. Yeah, for the club, he's a he's a Champions League winner, starting the yeah left mid, by the way. <laughs> that's mental thinking yeah. back in it, but yeah, that's, that's a bit of a that's a bit of a big loss for you. Um, Walker Pete, I think Walker Peters had a good season. Yeah, I, I know Jude yeah. doesn't rate him. He's shaking his head again. I, I because um, <laughs> of Rob mainly, isn't it? Because of Rob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, just hate <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I genuinely think Carl Walker Peters right now, it like bearing in mind his form, probably one of the best players for Southampton right now. Yeah, Danny, if Danny Ings wasn't injured, it would. Yeah. If if it, if it wasn't for Danny Ings, if Danny Ings wasn't injured, <laughs> get get you the mic. Yeah. <laughs> If Danny Ings was injured, I feel like Danny Ings will obviously be the best player. Yeah, know, that's just obvious. War, War Prowse as well. War Prowse, War, is War Prowse quality. I do player. rate Bednarek. I know he's had a few yeah. mares this I'm year. Sure I know he's had a few mares this year. I do think he's a good player. What? Do you, how much did he cost? Uh, he was so. Not cheap, I don't know, but I nah. mean, I can't remember where he came too from. much. Yeah. I, I honestly, <laughs> I don't rate him. <laughs> I don't rate him at all. Really? Him, Bed. Are we allowed to swear on this podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah no problem, wank, mate. Invest- just <laughs> <laughs> Bender wank investor shit are dreadful. <laughs> really? But, but, but we need, we need, we need uh, two new centre backs. Like genuinely, Jesus. I think Salisu is better than both of them combined. Wow. I feel like we need a new centre back. I mean, I mean, That's young big. or old, That's I don't cool. care. Just get them two out. Honestly, yeah. I don't. I Vestergaard was really, really good at the start of the season, but his confidence has dropped so much. Genuinely, I just feel like he's washed. So he's quite a beast, isn't he? Six foot seven. He's oh, massive, he's huge. He's got like a good diag on him. You can get yeah, a good, yeah. get a good head. He's got a great ball in him. We were calling him. Vesta Van Dyke at the start. Yeah, at the, oh start, at the start of the season. <laughs> at the start of the season, his vision was insane. He was whipping balls over like yeah. Burnley, but now he's just dreadful. I, th- I think I, I, I think he. I don't. I don't think him and Bednarek are too bad, but I think you definitely need to improve if you're gonna 100%. if you're gonna sort of fulfil what I think. Ralph. I think Ralph has the potential to get you top as, a, as a yeah as a top mm. ten team, a much better team than you are. And you've got a few. You've got a few players that could sort of yeah. contribute to that. Obviously, like Ings, Ward, Prowse. Um, what were your thoughts on Minamino? Do you think he should be shipped back to Liverpool? <laughs> well, he had one good no, goal well, sus, didn't he? He did, yeah. That was about it. Mini Mina, I, I, I think he's good for Southampton. That's a saying I say a lot. It's good yeah. for Southampton because Southampton, I mean, they're not a great team, bless them. No. But, <laughs> but that performance against Crystal Palace, you know, I'm not, even not sure great. Good, I'm not even I don't, sure it's good enough for Southampton, to be fair. Like, genuinely, I, don't, I didn't see him touch a ball. Mm. Yeah. Um, when he made his debut for Southampton, great. Like I was like, oh my days. Yeah, we need to play him every week. Like He's, he's brilliant. Mm. And then I think because we stopped playing him, yeah, he lost his momentum, and then he's come back that game. I mean, Crystal Palace. I'm not saying they're a hard side, but for no. Minamino, it's physical be tricky. side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. You know, they're, they're going to keep you running for 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think that was Minamino's game personally. I think we need just give him one more chance. One more chance. Yeah. Oh. I, I, I wouldn't personally look to sign him on a permanent deal. I think. I think for for me, Armstrong's a fantastic right midfielder. I think he's exceptional. On the oh, ball. yeah. Armstrong's quality. I think, I think Armstrong's a really good player. I think. Yeah. 
going forward next season, I think if he's your if he's your natural right winger, Ward Prowse from May in midfield. I think you, you think you need left new left midfield. Junapo, I don't rate. Yeah, by yeah. Way. Um, we I don't rate I, him from um, moments we, player. Isn't he? I was looking at yeah. these uh, these transfer rumours and uh, a Dutch side Venlo. They they're left midfielder. They, they, they Venlo. It's a very very long name. Yeah, I don't have to say the name. It begins with the sounds G. Like, sounds like a good player. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, 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 sounds uh, experienced. G G Giaku Makis. How do you say that? Oh Makis. Yeah. Wait, is it M A C H I S? No. Oh, oh no, that's wait. the guy in La Liga. No, no, yeah, yeah, no, 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 he's, he's, he's <laughs> same league as Ajax, yeah, mate. Yeah, that's him. Same yeah. league as Ajax. Him. Yeah, we, yeah he. Well, <laughs> I thought that, I was in there. That's our like most big. That's our biggest transfer room right now. Yeah, we're trying to that's sign him. He's, he's a left yeah, midfielder. Yeah, not the best that's in class. I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll be looking at someone like Dan Juma from Bournemouth on the left. I think he's a very good player. Dan yeah. Juma. I think he'd do a job. I um, think Bournemouth would see that if we signed him. Bournemouth, <laughs> yeah, and Bournemouth would demand a big fee, even yeah, though they're championship. If they go up, maybe he don't go. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. There's not not many out there I can think of. But in relation to Minamino. Adiama Lookman. Lookman. I don't know. I think I think he's a talent player. Yeah. I, like I don't know. You think he flopped? Yeah. yeah, he was awful. Fulham, he was awful. Fulham, he had moments. He did have moments at Fulham. But I, I don't know. But in relation to Minamino, I feel like he's just not. He hasn't got the physicality or the intensity no. to play in the Premier League. He was, he was or also player, experience or knowledge. Yeah. But yeah. Salzburg, with all due respect, yeah, you had a good game at Anfield, but it's a shit league. Yeah, it is. The Austrian league's awful. Yeah, I, think he, I think he's the kind of guy that would go to the Bundesliga for like a one of them clubs. Yeah, I just yeah. feel like... Someone like that. I, think it's I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he suits Liverpool I don't or think he suits the Premier League, personally. No, agreed. Um, where, where else would you be looking to improve in the summer, Harrison, if you were if you were sort of taking on that director of football role? Well... Okay, let's say I'm in Hazard Hooters' shoes. I'll be changing the two centre backs, or well, one of the centre backs. We've got yeah. Southampton. I think he can grow at Southampton. I'll change mm-hmm. that, that, that left that left mid, left wing role. I think yeah. 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 I mean, we've got Gineppo yeah, yeah. there, but Gineppo isn't a night minute player. Gineppo's He's raw, isn't he? Yeah. 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 Final product's poor, in my opinion. It really um, is, yeah. And yeah. Redmond, on what? Redmond, on what? Get out! Yeah, get out! I prefer not to speak. Yeah, literally. We take it on Spotify. So we need well, obviously we need a new right back. Bloody hell! We mean we got he's already gone. Your right back, yeah. right back. Walker Peters. Oh, sorry, my bad. Left back. I thought Bertrand was our right back. Left back. So we need get. Yeah, so we, need, we need to replace Bertrand, replace Redmond because hopefully we're getting rid of him. Yeah. And Shadams. I mean, I, I see. I, I see him as a sub Shay. personally. Yeah. I, do, I mean, he's got an engine, but I see him. I, I think we need a player with more knowledge and experience. <laughs> what else? Someone like Ivan Tony? Would you be all over that? I would be all that's over. That's thirty million pound though. Like, come on. I mean, that's our entire transfer. Yeah. Yeah. That's my point though. Because <laughs> if Watkins goes for thirty-one million, yeah, and then Tony's and then Tony bags thirty-one in the season. Yeah. And yeah, well, I mean, if they get promoted, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, but right. if they don't go up, then he's going to cost a, an absolute bomb. Yeah, I think he's got. I think he has. He'll he'll go to the prem hundred percent. Yeah, he's go up though. Either way, yeah. either way, he's, he'll be. In the he was on our books season. for a bit. Ah, Adam Armstrong. Adam, yeah, they're both yeah. on our books, but really, yeah, they wouldn't so. have became the players they were if it didn't leave. Mm-hmm. So I'm not annoyed for leaving for them leaving. But yeah, where do you, <laughs> where do you, where do you boys <laughs> see Ivan Tony going then? I think he'd do well at Brighton personally because yeah. Brighton really need a striker. Yeah, um, I think Mopey's a bit. Mm, bit I say he would do well at clubs like West Ham, but they've got Antonio. I don't think they'd go out and sign. I feel like they, I feel like West Ham sure. need a striker. I feel like they need one. Yeah, I think Antonio does a good job for him. Personally. I feel like Abraham would be a good fit for West Ham. He would. Yeah, I personally, agree. I feel even maybe. No, not not Leicester because he and Nacho's bagged them in as a backup, hasn't he? Yeah. I think I think Arsenal genuinely. I think he could do well at Arsenal. I don't know if he's ready for that massive. I don't think yet. he's ready yet. I'm not I don't sure, think he's ready yet. I think he. I think getting 31 uh, championship yeah. goals is is, is I so mean, impressive. Maybe if if Jimenez is is I don't know yeah, he's still been awkward. It's shout. been awkward, isn't it, with his head? 
if he's not it's backfiring, not maybe they could get a striker in. Because Fabio Silva, I think he's actually got potential, Fabio Silva. He has got a lot of potential, But yeah. he's better in when it's in a two up front. Because you're not going to get a 19-year-old weak kid to run the line at Wolves yeah. in the Premier League, are he, you? He needs, he needs time to bed in, doesn't he? He needs, yeah. he needs to be slowly eased into the Premier League. Because he's sort of been thrown in when um when Jimenez got injured. And then yeah. they, got that, they got in that donkey, Willie and Jose. Yeah. And they realised he was absolutely but shocking. Tony would be a good fit there. Because he's he tall. He, he's, he'd be a really he, good fit there, yeah. He can run in behind. He's got a similar build to Calvert-Lewin. He does, in a way, yeah, he can he does, run in yeah. behind because he's not slow, but he's, he's, he's also good with his back to goal. Mm-hmm. I feel like Wolves would be a good fit. I think he'd step up well to the, to the Premier League because he stepped up yeah. so well because he was playing in League he's One. Peter Brook League One. I, yeah. I remember, um, I remember um, Joe. He was saying he was saying he's the best player he's seen at Fratton Park. Yeah. Um, so he's just, he's obviously. Michal Shook can see a player when Michal, he yeah. Michal, <laughs> he can pick a player when he sees one. <laughs> <laughs> Michal Shook knows. But yeah. um, is there any sort of players you'd be targeting, Harrison, like in particular, to fill these sort of gaps? Left back in particular. Left back in particular. I would love to say. But I can't say I know enough. <laughs> <laughs> so clickbait. Yeah, <laughs> I just I I I, 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 I just go with the flow. Really, if I see it on Twitter, and then I I, I, I talk to yeah. Terry, I go, is he good? And if he says no, I go, oh, he's shit. Fair enough. Um, it's, it's just a bit annoying though, because it wasn't a, it wasn't a, um it wasn't the position he needed to fill really. No, no, he was he was quality. In that so it's annoying that he's it's annoying. That he's, I don't know where he'll go. I thought he was linked with Arsenal. Yeah, maybe as a backup. Yeah, do all right, do all right as a backup there. But I don't know what. what would he leave I, don't, I don't know where Bertrand will go. I saw on the internet it was like Arsenal and AC Milan. I was like, I thought like, it's like Danny Rose all over. Yeah, there. yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Heard anything on Milan? Eh? And ends up at us. <laughs> anything from Paris? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Newcastle calling. Ah. <laughs> okay, fine. That will do. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you were to sort of to sort of get these signings that you're after, Harrison. Mm. Where could you see Southampton finishing next season? Because I know I know this season you were sort of saying yeah. I've got one in mind for a target, by the way. Got, sorry, I've got a good target yeah. for left back. Big old Rogerio from uh, Sassuolo. <laughs> he was linked with us. He's class. I can't say I know too much about Oh, no. Nah. I just had to get that in. Right, carry on. <laughs> okay, um, well, let's say let's say we have an amazing tra- amazing transfer window this summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brilliant. Everything goes right. I say, obviously, a team a team still needs to work as a team. You know, they still need time to settle in. Yeah. I feel like, if we even if we have a good team, I feel like, I mean, our performance won't be would be better than this season just need time to gel exactly it won't be as yeah. good as it as, as like everyone would expect so I think Southampton fans will still be disappointed next season anyway and I think <laughs> just, I think we'll maybe get like just below 10 or top 10 like 10th yeah. or 11th 12th if, if, yeah if you got 10th that'd be incredibly impressive yeah. to yeah. take a squad definitely higher than 14th I think next season yeah. Yeah. If, if we get those transfers and yeah. then obviously yeah. the season after Europa baby oh, <laughs> play the song play the song no, we're not playing get the it on the edit They'll be, they'll, be in, they'll be in the championship, won't they? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I saw the leak kits this season, and Harry goes, um, "Oh, what a great kit to be relegated!" In. I was like, yeah, <laughs> "Cheers, governor." To have that championship font on, on the back. <laughs> oh, God. I, th- I think if you do get the signings, if you if you if you sign, if you know if you go about your business smartly, I think a bit like Villa did this season, you can yeah. make that progress that a club like Aston Villa have this season, and you can push around that top ten. Although the quality of the quality of clubs. It's pretty high, you know, it's from 11 to 11, yeah, like Leeds, Leeds. Teams are starting Leeds to recruit are well. Side. Yeah, I mean, you've got yeah. the top six, then you've got Everton are strong, West Ham are a strong side, Leicester obviously are very yeah. strong, Leeds are very good, um, you know, Villa are improving, especially when they get Grealish back, Wolves will be better than next year. Newcastle who are going to thrive next year. Yeah. <laughs> Brighton, yeah. maybe they'll capitalise on their XG. It's going to be yeah. hard, it's going to be hard, but if you... I think you just need to improve on this season the way mm. you've played. I mean, especially the way you've dropped off. It's just pr- it's pretty. We were talking the league. Stop the count. We were talking. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think it, I think it's incredible. I think you need to find more consistency. Mm. And even if you're about 14th next season, but you manage to find 
in a more consistent level. You, you, um, you, you did get win, to a semi-final, to be fair. You did. Yeah, you were lucky to go out. It's a mediocre season mm. overall. It was, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not, yeah. it's not the end of the world. You could have done worse with your injury yeah. crisis. But I think yeah. I think that sort yeah. of does sum up our Samson chat. So I've got to say, Harrison, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you, Harry. Take back what Thank I said, you player. Yeah. You've been a good little loan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put in a good Thank show. Good lovely loan deal. It's been lovely getting you on, Harrison. Maybe future Samson games. We can get you on if we're, if I'll we're short rep. man. I'll be your rep. <laughs> I, heard that. I heard that. Yeah, it's, it's been lovely having you on, Harrison. Brilliant. And, um, thank you. Thank up, you. The, up the Saints. Cheers, up, mate. Up the yeah, Saints. Up the Saints. Adios. <laughs>